This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just subscribe. Today's episode, you know what we're talking about. It's college football. It's the first leg of the three. You know what we're talking about. We're going to talk about the national championship. But before we start, Happy New Year's to everyone. Happy New Year's to you and yours. From mine to yours. So, but, but did you watch any of the games? Because I got a, I got something that I don't think many people are looking out for, man. Next year is going to be very fun for college football. If you don't think it's going to be fun watching Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State go to the Big 12, listen to me. If you do not have some type of, uh, of notion, this is that. Watch Big 12 football next year. The Big 12 next year is going to give us some thrilling, thrilling games. There are teams transitioning and moving around all around college football. We know this to be true, but I'm telling you right now, the Pac-12 and Big 12 merger that pretty much happened is going to be the low-key savior of college football. And by by that I'm saying they are going to keep it to where it's going to be hard to do a two-team super conference with the Big 12. I know a lot of people want to call it a truck stop league. (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you, folks, listen to the guy. Watch some Big 12 football if you can next year. If you get a chance, watch some Big 12 football. They got the best running back in America in the Big 12 football. In, In the Big 12, Oklahoma State, Ollie Gordon, is the best running back in college football. He's in the Big 12. Some of the best offensive minds are in the Big 12. But I'm going to hop off the Big 12's nuts right now. We're going to transition. We're going to transition because before we get to the the Big Con, I want to talk about the portal. You guys know how I am about the portal. But the portal, there's teams right now that like I'm talking about for next year, I want you to be on Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. He's a very big critic of the portal. But I'm telling you, Ole Miss right now, according to On3, is a top five portal team. Right now, on three has them at three. Number three, Ole Miss, watch out for them. The University of Missouri is number five. Missouri is a team you want to watch out for. Washington's looking like they're going to reload. They're getting a transfer quarterback, Rodgers, from Mississippi State. So they're going to be going into the Big Ten not looking for a quarterback, but having one and having a battle-tested quarterback. A quarterback that can spin it. He can really spin the ball. Look out for SMU. First year in the ACC, they have a top 10 portal team. They have good boosters down there. They have good money. The ACC could use a lot of help. I'm going to say that one more time. The ACC could use a lot of help. NC State is in the top 10 as far as portals. Representing the ACC. Syracuse. Syracuse hired... A very good head coach from Georgia. They're getting very good transfers from Georgia and from everywhere else because people, the guy has a great track record. And that's how you know because of the recruits he's getting this quick. If you don't know, 
I am talking about Brown. Fran Brown is the head coach of Syracuse. And right now he has them as a top 10 portal team getting transfers in. He's a defensive-minded guy. They know, they say he has a great rapport with the recruits of the Northeast. So he's going to be able to keep the New Jersey guys there. I don't know if you saw his interview, I mean his um, introduction. I don't know if you saw Fran Brown's introduction. But I suggest you go watch it if you haven't. Because I'm telling you right now, I think I still have a little bit of eligibility left. I think I have about two years left. So, um, Fran, if you, hey, hey, <laughs> call me if you need someone. But look for a lot of teams to make it way in the portal. See, here's the thing I want to talk about the portal because there's the ugly side of the portal. With all these teams that are hitting the portal and getting all these players, the transfers, you know, and all that good stuff. It now changes the dynamic of high school football players. The first signing day that just recently went through was one of the lowest signing days in history because now colleges don't have to wait on these kids anymore. See, this is the ugly side about the portal. See, back in the day, a kid could say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take my time. I'm really going to weigh my options. Now, I don't have to do that if I'm a coach. Dion has said this. I'm not saying anything that should not be known. And this is the difference between college football enthusiasts, college football lovers, versus just a guy who talks at the bar over a bucket of peanuts. We know about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this is the ugly. The ugly, this rubs off on high school football players. They, they, listen, as a high school football player, if you are not the elite of the elite, if you get an offer from a team that you want to go to, you better accept it. Because if you don't, they can go to the portal. I can get somebody old, older, more mature, who knows college football, who's played college football, and they have a couple of years of eligibility. So now, high school players don't have that grace period. You don't have that period to go sit around and take all this time and do all this. All these kids you see doing this right now, that's the elite of the elite. These are the top 10 players. These are the top 5 players. Top 20. 5 stars. 5 star plus. 4 star, 4 star and below. I don't believe you have that luxury anymore. Because... Why do I need to wait for a high school kid? I have to still develop this high school kid. Most high school players redshirt. Most of them do not touch the field as a freshman. There's a reason why Nick Saban said no NFL scout has ever asked me about their freshman year. They never asked that because you have to be developed. Now, if you get on the field as a freshman, yeah, you are, you're a hell of a player. Because look across America of how many freshmen are playing, folks. That's how you know. And now with the portal, you mean to tell me that I don't have to go out here and chase these high school kids anymore. I don't have to go chase around. I don't have to be on the social media. I don't have to dance for recruits anymore. I don't have to wine and dine you. I can go get someone out the portal, bring them in for one year, bring them in for two years. And be productive. And guess what? When this one's done, I can go get another one. DJ Khaled, another one. DJ Khaled, another one. So this is the ugly side of the portal. And it hasn't, people aren't talking about this. 
There's a reason why National Signing Day, the last, the first one, was so low. Because now, hey, I ain't got to wait for you. And now these kids are really starting to, hey, they got to really pay attention. They got to really see who's, who's, who's signing who in the portal. I can't, I can't sign, I can't sign to your school as a quarterback knowing you, knowing you just got two other ones. Ty Thompson was a five-star quarterback at Oregon. He's transferring. He's in the portal. Why? Because they just signed a five-star, another five-star quarterback, and they also got Dylan Gabriel. What did I tell you guys? The years of Tua, Mac Jones, and and Jalen Hurts in the same quarterback room are done. It's done. And that's what we're going to lead into our next point of this whole it's ruining college football, the bowl season, you know, the, the Big Ten's the best, the ACC's the, and SEC's the king. It just means more. I'm here to tell you everybody has five wins. Every conference has five wins. Go count them up and get back to me. Comment below. Subscribe, rate, and review and comment below if I'm wrong. But every conference has five wins. I'm telling you, folks, don't believe the humbug. Everybody who's bitching and complaining and saying, oh, the, the, the portal's ruining sports. Now, I am with this. They need to make the windows start to after the season. I don't like free agency during the season. I don't. But for all these people who are saying the portal is this, the portal is that, the portal is giving us evenness, it is giving us straight no one can hoard talent. That's what people are mad about. The people who are upset are the ones who can't hoard talent anymore. Michigan, LSU, Bama, Georgia. These guys can't hoard all the talent anymore. And you can see that through the bowl records. I know we have opt-outs. Everyone has opt-outs. If you're not playing for a national championship, you have opt-outs. That is the game that we are in. That's the error we're in, folks. Get over it. Because it's not going anywhere. I saw, uh, I saw a tweet the other day from a coach that said, if you opt out, you should be penalized. And by penalized, he suggested a percentage go back to the school or go back to the program. No, there's no way. The exact quote is this right here. Teams losing players to the transfer portal before the bowl game sucks. Here's an idea. To get players to play in the bowl games, you can't go get in the portal to after your bowl game. I agree. I agree. You shouldn't be allowed to hit the transfer portal until after your team is done, until your season is done. If you still want to sit out, you have to pay back 25% of your NIL. Doesn't apply to players entering NFL draft. And that is where I draw a big-ass line in the sand. Because if that's the case, when these coaches leave, these coaches need to pay back 25% of their salary. These coaches need to do something when they get to leave. What are we talking about? You're trying to dip into people's pockets because they're, because they're not playing in a bowl game? Listen, figure it out. These coaches get paid a lot of money, guys. A lot of money. Figure it the hell out. Get some depth. Recruit some more depth. I'm sorry. But this is where we are. No one likes it, but this is where we are. But 
trying to tax the players for using a system that they did not create, but they're just using the system that's in front of them. But we're going to tax them for it? That's stupid. And that's what's wrong with college football, and that's what's been wrong with college football. Do it as I do as I say, don't do as I do. And that is what they have been doing in college football, the higher-ups, for years. And now that the players get a little bit of a little bit of girth, a little bit of a little bit of piss in their bucket, they want to call the plumber. But this house has been reeking of shit and urine this whole time. But now we're gonna call the plumber because now all of a sudden I figured out a little something, something. This is interesting. And this is why I say the NCAA is, is a bunch of pimps. They're the biggest pimps in America. They get to this, you give out trinkling, you know, and that's and that's why I think. Also, they're allowing just straight anarchy, straight chaos. So that way, everybody comes back to them and say, please help, please help. People have to come back and suck at the teat. But, you know, a guy like me who can see the beauty in some chaos. This is beauty. This is beauty. The Pac-12, the Big Ten, ACC. Everybody has five wins. Where is the where is the where is the the the, the 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 juggernaut? There isn't one. We get saw we get a great national championship, folks. We get Michigan versus Washington. We get two totally different teams clashing. I was wrong. I thought Bama would beat Michigan. But you know what I'm starting to figure out? Michigan is the real deal. For everyone out there who say things like, uh, you know, Harbaugh is an overrated coach. He's at Michigan. Anybody can, you know, get, make Michigan good. Anybody can recruit at Michigan. Anyone can recruit at a blue blood. Then why isn't Miami good? If anybody can recruit at a blue blood, then why isn't Miami good? If he's an overrated coach, then, then, then Sarkeesian's overrated. What are we talking about? At what point do we stop? What at what point did we start taking away from coaches because of the university that they're at? At what point? Michigan, at, don't forget, Michigan was not a winning program before Harbaugh got there. Don't forget, after Lloyd retired, they went through the Brady Hoke era. They went through the Rich Rodriguez era. They sucked. Michigan was they were terrible. I'm telling I'm here to tell you right now, you put Harbaugh in any conference in the Power Five, he will make a contender. We're talking about a guy that the NFL wants. We're talking about a guy that the NFL is there are teams willing to cut off their left testicle just to get Harbaugh to take an interview. Michigan is, is trying to put clauses in his contract that won't allow him to leave. But this guy is overrated? He's mediocre? What are we talking about? You can say whatever you want to say about him in the NFL. But we're talking about his time at Michigan and what he's done for Michigan University. This should not ever be a, a under, under, underrated. We're talking about a guy whose name has been drugged through all types of muds, and his team still goes out there and wins. They stayed focused. Listen, that tells you the type of coach that, 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 that they play for. 
It shows you the type of coach that they played for. This is one of the most complete teams that I have ever seen. Top to bottom. Special teams. Defense. Run game. Pass game. That offensive line is a problem. And they're going against a Washington team that has a chip the size of Texas, no pun intended, and they got something to prove. Michael Penix is 1-0 versus, versus Michigan. He's 1-0 versus Michigan. Don't forget, Kyle McCord threw for 270 versus Michigan. So look for Washington's going to have some success. They have the best receiving core in college football. They have the best receiving core in college football. Name a better one. If uh, if old Millie wasn't hurt at the beginning of the year, this team would have went stupid passing. Michael Pennis would have went stupid. Listen to me. It is an absolute shame, an absolute atrocity, just flat out wrong that Michael Pennix did not win the Heisman. It is a straight atrocity that we do not have a Heisman Trophy winner playing for a national championship. But instead, we had a Heisman Trophy winner sitting out for his ball game. That's awesome. That's great for the sport, right? But the portal's ruining the portal's ruining sports, right? The hell out of here. The same guys that are bitching about the the ACC champion being left out voted a guy to win the Heisman who sat out and didn't even win his conference, didn't even win his division. Conference champion, bowl champion, going to a national championship, doesn't have a Heisman. I'm going to tell you something. Michael Pittick has a he has something to prove. And on Monday, Michigan better come tighten them up. They better come laced up and ready to go because Washington's better throw that thing all around the yard. This receiving core is God's here. If, that, if their running back is healthy, watch, Washington can do it. Don't be surprised. If Washington does it. But do also do not be surprised if Michigan puts the chokehold on them. Don't be surprised if Michigan puts them in the Miss Trent's Bowl tokey. Because Michigan is that type of school. They're that type of team. I'm going to tell you something no one else is going to say. The best conference is determined by the national champion. I'll say it again. The best conference is determined by the national champion. And the Big Ten wins regardless because Washington is, guess what? They're a member of the Big Ten next year. The Pac-12 had a hell of a bowl run. Five and three. Listen, if the Pac-12 can hear me, stay together. Let's stay together. That's what they need to do. It's a great conference, but we're past that. We're, we're Neo. We're so sick of love songs. We're past that. It's too late to apologize. We're past that. I can go on, but we're going to move on. Because I'm telling you, Washington and Michigan is going to be a great national championship. I'm so glad Florida State didn't make it. I'm so glad Florida State didn't make it. Because then we would have been robbed of this matchup. 
We would have been robbed of the two best teams in college football getting to play for a national championship. And now we don't get robbed. Now we get to wake up on Monday, go to work, come home Monday night, pop some popcorn, make some wings, sit down and don't move. Because I'm telling you, this is going to be an epic finish. Epic finish. And you know, that guy, Jig, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my bank. I'm going to make a withdrawal here. And I'm putting my money on the Washington Huskies. Psych. Harbaugh. Big Ten football. They're going to run through them. I'm telling you, listen, this Michigan team is good, folks. This Michigan team is good. They're really good. Look at the numbers. This defense is God tier. This is the NFL defense. This is the NFL offensive line. And that's why I think they're going to beat Washington. I think they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage. I think uh, Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy's legs, Donovan Edwards. I think these guys right there in that run game, I think they're just going to be able to start. Don't get me wrong. Washington's going to make this. This is going to be an epic finish. Washington's going to make Michigan put up points. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, the fundamentals of football, don't turn the football over, time of possession, field position, and having a solid run game. That fourth one right there, that solid run game is where Michigan has the edge. Michigan will be able to bleed the clock if they have to. And that's where I give the edge to Michigan. Also, they don't turn the ball over. Michael Penning sometimes can turn the ball Not this year. He has not done it this year, but he can turn the ball over. He has not played a defense like this all year. He has not played a defense like this all season. So that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. So this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Once again, this is leg one. We got three more. We got two more coming for three. This is one of the three. Make sure you stay tuned. And listen. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta watch this game. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. Once again, this is that guy, Jig Sports Podcast. I'm him, J I G. Peace.